Hello, everybody. Happy Monday and welcome to season two of Lessons and Legacies. Today is episode four and I am so very excited for a couple of reasons. One, we're talking about one of my favorite topics in the whole wide world, which just happens to be trees. And number two, I have a first time guest on the show who is, oh, I can't even say enough. Um, she has been a mentor to me. She's been a coach. She's been a friend. She happens to be the publisher of my book as well. Also a fellow tree hugger and lover, um, appreciator of art and many other things. She's a, a speaker and a mother and a grandmama and a podcaster. She's got so many amazing roles and titles. And so I'm blessed to have her on today. Um, so just to let you guys know why we're here, Lessons and Legacies, Boy, we come here, well, I come here and my guests come here each time to let you guys know that there is a blessing in every lesson. It doesn't matter what you're going through in life, whether you're at that mountaintop moment and you are celebrating victories and accomplishments and achievements. Of course, we share, we shout that out, we celebrate it. Maybe you're halfway up that mountain and you're climbing and you're sweating and you're, you want to talk about what your journey is, what the journey's been like, those stories matter too. Or maybe you're in that valley, but I'll tell you what, when you're in that valley, you know, this woman that is coming to the stage today, she taught me one important thing that I will never, ever, ever let go of until the day I go to my grave. And it's that necessity forces creativity. When you're in those valley moments, Boy, there's a lot of learning. There's a lot of growing. There's a lot of thinking out of the side, outside of the box, a lot of opportunities right there. And uh, those moments matter too. And when you survive those moments, it's important to share those. It's important to share every leg of the journey because in doing so, you give other people hope of surviving. You're not the only one out there going through what you go through. We all experience the same kinds of experiences in love, faith, laughter, resilience, success, business, dreaming big, wanting to fulfill your dreams. And so I come here every week, every day throughout the week, and just try to remind you guys that you got it in you. There is a blessing in every lesson. It's just up to you to find it. So without further ado, I'm going to bring to the screen my very good friend and so much more, Miss Lisa Santiago McNeil. <laughs> Hey! Thank you for being Thank you so much for having me. Oh my I goodness. I love your background. I can't say it enough. It's like it reminds me of just the warm glow of the sunshine we've been getting snippets of lately. I know. I want more. I want more. I want more. Me too. Me too. As, <laughs> as soon as that sunshine comes back, we can get back to like the beach and the waterside, right? I know that's oh really my goodness. Oh my goodness, yes, absolutely, absolutely. I love it. I love the sunshine. It's my favorite season is sunny season. Yes, yeah. And yeah. yes, absolutely. So I would like to give you a few minutes here. Um, and I know we could actually just fill this entire hour just on you telling everybody the amazing things that you do on a regular basis. I don't know how this woman keeps going, going, going. Um, I do look up to her in so many ways, but uh, definitely the time management and being able to just accomplish so much with a very full spirit, very full heart. And you always take joy in what you do. And I know that's a cool thing about you that I respect is the fact that you do separate yourself from stuff that kind of clouds yeah. your spirit. So um, take a few minutes, introduce yourself however you like, and um, tell everybody like some of the amazing stuff that you do. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Thank you so much, Melissa. I appreciate you bringing me on, I'm and so I absolutely, here. <laughs> absolutely love your show. I love your your set. I love your energy. I think you're doing a great and tremendous job. And I just sit here and I'm thinking how far we came from right. here. Oh. to hear, could barely get Melissa to sit in front of the camera yeah. and say anything. <laughs> and now she is full-blown podcaster, video podcaster, and artist, and making it all happen. Hey, Miss Vivian, how you doing? And I'm just so proud of you 
Um, you said something poignant because I am the coach's coach and I help people to come into their greatness and their fullness and often use um, external tools like publishing, podcasting and things that help us to get out of our comfort, comfort zone, to be quite honest. A lot of times the greatness that is in someone is somehow tangled up in an experience that actually made them feel small at some point. Yeah. And helping them to see that that season taught them what they needed to enter into this season is what the tiniest little acorn story really is about. And I'll um, tell you what, not to, I, I'll, I'll be quick here, not to cut you off, but I, I want to put this out there and let you know, like I was the tiny little acorn when I fell into your world. And it was by chance because we had Don Petalino in common and um, I met you through her and I was that tiny little acorn. And I do remember the first time you told me that story and it just, it still speaks to me because I still go through seasons of that when I'm learning and growing and blossoming and whatnot. But you, you are really good. And, and that's just an understatement, but you are fabulous at seeing, seeing the story in somebody else. You know, I told you when I came to you in a couple different sessions that we had that. Um, it had been a dream of mine to be a writer and to be a published author first. And then since I was 12 and then when I got to end of my high school days and was getting ready to go off into the big world, I was telling my dad, I want to be a writer. I'm going to be the next Stephen King, but poetically and do this and do that. And dad said, you're never going to make any money. You're not going to do that. Mm -mm. You're, that's just, you'll be a starving artist for the rest of your life. There's no success in just being a book writer. And I said, oh. You know, you, it's your dad telling you that. Your parents as a kid getting ready to go and spread your wings into the big world. You do yeah. kind of care about what your parents say. Absolutely. And uh, so I raised the question, why not um, Why not be an English teacher or how about a professor at a college or a journalist? And they, they still tisk tisk in me on that. I ended up going to real estate school, beauty school, both of which the economy didn't support at that time. And lo and behold, <laughs> Uh, I'm 36 now, and thanks to you understanding this dream, you you had mentioned that these things get tangled up and stuff that kind of hurt us and broke us down in the past, and that was that was it, it for me. That was all I ever wanted from 12 years old, and you saw that dream, you helped support it, and at 36 years old, I can say, like, man, I shouldn't have listened to my dad when I was that <laughs> But you know, yes, so I recognize that and I appreciate that. I really I'm do. I'm grateful for the opportunity to have worked with you and your mom on this project. It was a labor of love. Oh, um, yeah. You mentioned that the tiny, the tiniest little acorn resonates with you. Um, and to be quite honest, I think there's a tiny acorn in all of us because I was oh, yeah. definitely the tiniest little acorn. That's why I wrote the book. I needed right. to share um the what i had learned from absolutely that's it that's the book. <laughs> my very first children's book was the tiniest little acorn and um a lot of things almost kept this book from coming you know a lot what? of things um like what was it more personal uh, or like external like finances and flow and yeah well for one who am i to think that i can write and illustrate a children's book I had only when I when I published the tiniest little acorn, I had only published two other books mm -hmm. and they were mine and my husband's. And right. so I didn't know if they were valuable. I didn't know if I was good at it. I didn't know any of those things. Right. I didn't know. But what I did know was that. There were some things that I had written in my book that I, that was published, the, the Amazon bestseller, Discovering Your Why, A Journey to Wholeness, that had the tiniest little acorn message in there, but some of the language and some of the experiences and some of the things that I shared in there weren't necessarily made for TV. <laughs> right, right. I get that. <laughs> you know, some of that stuff had stuff in it that, was a little raw, a little rough, and everybody didn't necessarily feel comfortable with that type of a story. Right. But to me, it was still so necessary. 
it was so necessary because I know, and I'm not blind, and I know that people try to act like everything is fine and nothing's wrong with them. I know that there are people that are still seeing themselves small, smaller than they should. They're still seeing their circumstances in such a way that is diametrically opposed from who and what God is trying to create in them and be them. And as long as they stay small in their thinking, they're going to stay small in their being and in their doing. And you know what? That's not just going to affect them. Right. That That's going to affect all of us. Absolutely. Melissa, if you could only imagine what we would be missing out on if Melissa had not stepped out of her comfort zone. I needed some, I needed some, uh, I needed some help there. <laughs> fear, fear uh, keeps us all stuck sometimes, you know? And I appreciate that, you know, I needed to be, I can't, I come from a place where it was my, my, my dad who I was living with at that point was like, there is no future for you in art and writing kind of thing. And I don't know you, when you hear that at such an age, when you're a teenager getting ready to grow into the adult world and go out on your own. And I did, as soon as I was out of high school, I was like out, you know, <laughs> was working like four jobs and had my own apartment and all that stuff. And, um, but I still carried that with me. It was like, if you're, if your parents don't think you can do it and they know me, they birthed me, they watched me grow. It's like, if they don't believe that I can do it, ugh, it took a but, long time. It took a long yeah, time. But you, it, it can, but you know, what's interesting. Sometimes, sometimes we ascribe all that responsibility to our parents, but oftentimes what happens is either we processed what they told us in a, in a finite way, like, because he said it, that's it. Right. Or, we didn't take into consideration that there might have been other things that were shaping their desire to share this information with you. Right. Like, like for me, there were some really tough um, admonishments that I had received as a child, really, really tough. Mm -hmm. And probably up until 30 or 40 years old, I couldn't even understand how a parent, a grandparent, or anybody else would ever say something like that. Right. Like it's like it's squishing your dreams, like it's hurting your heart. It's like, how could they possibly love you and say something like that? Yeah. But see, what's going on that we don't often know of is that they're dealing with some of their own stuff. Mm. And sometimes the only reality that they have to draw from is. I don't want my kid to go through this, right? right? And so if that's, the, if that's the thing that's shaping their direction and shaping their advice and everything else, then it's going to be one of protection and not support. Right. It's going to be one of bias and not enthusiastic, go, be amazing, go try right. some stuff, go. Right. They didn't have that liberty because they didn't, they knew what pain they were dealing with and they didn't want you to see that pain, not realizing that they themselves had some learning that came out of their yeah. legacy that if they would share it, that it could have actually accelerated your process, right? Versus right. suppressing you. Yeah. Because if they had gone to the, and that's why doing the work is so important. Mm. Doing the work on yourself, that coach work, that 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 work where you're identifying what the limiting belief is, figuring out why you believe anything. I mean, even just figuring out why you didn't think you could do this was associated with what your father had said. That's a big deal because that's half the battle. Right. Yeah. You can now after that. It's like gives yeah. you closure once you're like, oh, I realized that it wasn't me. Cause you know, I did, I carried that too. I, until I realized that that came from my father, like in my early years, like twenties and stuff, I'm like, it's me, it's me. I just can't get this all together and blah. And I'd beat myself up over it. But until you understand the root of where that all comes from, it was like, oh, this is just little hurt me from back in the day, this little kid that was told she never could kind of thing. And once you understand that you can 
embrace that and say, oh, it's okay, little kid, we're gonna rock it now. And That's then we can let it go, you know? But yeah, it took, I mean, it took me a long time. And a lot of your coaching helped with that too, you know? Not only are you an author, but you're a fantastic speaker and coach. You coach in a lot of different things. I've been to your workshops. I've gone to, I've done webinars with you. I've done discovery sessions with you. Um, what kind of things do you coach in besides the whole writing process? You know, so that's everybody knows you're my publisher. So you know absolutely. all about writing. You absolutely. Know? In all honesty, everything else, the the right the writing coaching lends itself to everything else. Because if you're really going to write a book that sells, you've got to do some self-exploration. You've got to exercise some demons. You've got to stand in the power of your truth. And so all of that kind of intertwines together. Um, I personally only publish stories of... Um, overcoming so self-help personal development and children's books and that means they've got to come from a place of knowledge wisdom experience and forgiveness and love you, right gotta have some well, all of that is love yeah. all of that is love that's what all of it encompasses right. love if you haven't done that stuff it's going to show it's going to show in your project I've had people that come to me and say, oh, no, I don't want the coaching part. I just want the publishing part. Right. You can tell those books differently from those that have gone through the process with me. Because a lot of times they you can still feel the threads of bitterness in them. Mm -hmm. Bitterness means you think you learned something, you knew something, but you haven't forgiven what happened to you. Right. You, you and you can read them. You can read that. You can read that in the book. That doesn't mean the information is not good, but what it means is it's not complete. Right. Complete, lacking nothing. That main ingredient is love. And in love, there is forgiveness. There is release. There is peace. And when I pick up something to read, I want to feel the peace in it. Right. I want to extract the wisdom from it. I want to embrace the love in it. I want my growth to be predicated on what growth someone else has processed and is now sharing me. And so that that was the process with The Tiniest Little Acorn as well. Um, it was about turning the story, discovering your why, a journey to wholeness, which was uh, 20 years life experiences, right? And some not so pretty, but into a communicable, anecdotal, moral of the story type book that you can read to your child and still get an aha moment for yourself. Right. I do. I do. Yeah. I love it. Even I after like the third and fourth and fifth time. <laughs> I love it. I swear. There's just days that I need it. Almost like, you know, you know, I'm a big affirmation card girl. I love pulling the affirmations. Sometimes you just need a word. Sometimes I just need the words in this book. I need this book Absolutely. as a reminder. When I feel like I can't do it or I'm in that dark season, that uh, which is all in this book, that season of like stillness and darkness, and you're kind of hibernating there, waiting. What's about to happen? Like, when is it happening? Is it going to happen? Did I do something wrong? Like that kind of season? This book is the, uh, the light that comes out of it. So if you don't mind, I'd love for you to read it. Um, and before we do, I just want to give everybody a shout out that's joining us today. Well, I got to scroll to the top here. We got Vivian Reads in the house. She says, hi and yeah, yeah. She got the yeah, yeah going. <laughs> um, Brittany Thomas is in the house. Love you, sis. Been watching you. I've been following your prayer rooms on the Brittany club. is blooming too. I've been uh, taking my baths in the evening lately, which I... I haven't started taking baths again until this year. Otherwise, it was like way back in my Michigan days. Just, <laughs> I'm like, I realized I'm like, wow, this buys me a little bit more time than a shower and nobody will bother me. So I get to like have 15 minutes, 20 minutes to myself. And I've been listening to Brittany's prayer rooms and stuff that she's been doing on the clubhouse and receiving oh, cool. from that a lot. So keep that it up. So I appreciate it. Um, she's saying, Hey, Lisa, Lisa's getting shout outs from Brittany and from Vivian. And Vivian says, Lisa is my Shiro. She gets her energy from our creator. Amen. To that. Amen. 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 To that. And she can do anything. 
And so you <laughs> see <laughs> where great minds think alike, right? Mm-hmm. Stephanie Morris is in the house. Been loving. Hey, yes. You are on, was it episode four for you this week? Yeah, I think. I think so. Stephanie, this is fourth episode. Today is episode four for me too. Yeah, Second, I think it's four, Stephanie. Episode mm -hmm. four, it's a magic number this week. And four is actually mean structure, stability. That's very good. It's a strong number. Um. Okay. Vivian says, Melissa Price wears a cape too. <laughs> I'm going to cop one of her paintings one day soon. Absolutely. I'm Let actually going to do something special um, with one of Melissa's designs that I hope that she loves because I've been inspired um, to, I have been inspired, inspired, inspired to try a different take on blinging and art. All and right. actually... Um, create a design and then bling it out. But oh. as a painting, not as a shirt, as a painting. Right, right, right. Oh, as a painting. Yeah, as a painting. Ooh, that's super cool. So I'm going to try. Would you press it on there or are you going to hand? Yo, I will hand, I will, I don't know yet. I have two options. I think I am going to probably do one by hand because even though I swore, I swore I was not going to be that person. I am not going to be that person. But I got it. I was like, I'm in the zone. Don't let me get in my zone. I love that one by one. But I love brushing the stones even more. So I love brushing the stones. And if the painting comes out, if it comes out, and other people want it, then of course I'm going to have to ma be able to mass produce it. So I'll, I'll create a brush template. But I am loving it. It is. I'm excited. I want to see that. I want to see how that works out. Honestly, I'm excited. I'll give some link trees up in here. You gain a customer for sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's another area I will pour into. Bling Absolutely. trees everywhere. Bling trees everywhere. I love blinging. And Brenda's in the house. She says, two of my favorite hey, ladies. And you know, you are a mutual favorite lady of ours. We love you. Because it's tricky to buy a home or sell a home. Don't do it all alone. Cool. Call Brenda. Hey. Brenda. Hey. She's Brenda. 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 <laughs> Brenda, you have the song that sticks like no other. Every I, I just get it in my, my yours and Stephanie's. I'll wake up in the morning and I'll start singing Stephanie's because it's all like in the morning and quiet. But when I'm in my afternoon thing, I'm like, it's tricky to buy home a seller. Home to a seller. Choose Brenda. Hey. Talk about marketing, right? Right. <laughs> Brand awareness. That's what that is. It follows you. It follows you. Stephanie says Lisa is a great coach. Oh, Danny, Danny Murphy's in the house. I haven't seen you in a little bit. Hey, Danny, how are you? Uh, it says, hello, you have to give and let everything go that has happened to you in the past. Amen. If uh, you do not spend so much time wasting in the past, it's time to move forward. If if not, you spend so much time wasting in the past and it's time to move forward. I agree. Time is uh, something we never get back. And I think the time that we spend watering weeds, dwelling, there's a difference between dwelling and sulking and, and like stewing in the pot as opposed to processing. You know, Very I'm different. a person when I'm hurt or I have things that like bad seasons or whatever you want to call it that I I will say like, I need some time to process this. It might be yes, a and you have every right. Might be a week because I need to figure out, am I angry about this? Am I hurt? Am I fearful? How am I going to react? So there's processing, but then there's stewing and dwelling and all this. And then you're just kind of like marinating in the pot. Like you're in the crock pot for way too long. That's <laughs> not okay. That's not healthy. We don't want to saturate ourselves and become the fear, become the doubt, become the worry, all that stuff. Absolutely. Process it Absolutely. and push it out and let go. And mm -hmm. since we're all here and there's so many amazing people on, I just have to say it certainly helps to have people around you to help you do that. You know, I have had moments in my life too, where I've been sulking in the pot and sometimes it yeah. starts to feel good after a while and you don't want to be saved. It's great to have a network of people that can lift you and keep speaking life into you. You know, power of life and death is in the, it's great to have people surrounding you that 
can maybe almost help prevent you getting there and then also kind of be that lifeline and remind you that Absolutely. you're it, you know? Absolutely. So, all right. At this point, this is a beautiful segue into the book because, as I said, to, you need sometimes a reminder on how much you're worth, what you're worth, of your worth. And this book constantly reminds me of mine. So I will give the stage to you. I love this book so much. Please share. <laughs> Absolutely. So this book is dedicated to all of the tiny little acorns, yes. which is some parts of me and maybe even you. There once was a tiny little acorn and the tiny little acorn was very sad. No one notices me. I'm cold and I'm wet and I'm all alone. And I'll show you the picture. There. I can do the pictures if you want to read. Okay. Help you. <laughs> Okay. She was in the deep dark earth and it was very cold and very wet. And sometimes the pressure was too much, so much that she thought it would destroy her. One day, a voice from above said, why are you so sad, tiny little acorn? And she responded, all of the pine cones sit in the sun and they're beautiful and people love them. Tiny little acorn, you observe well, yet you understand not. You, my tiny little acorn, are in exactly the necessary conditions for you to grow into a mighty oak tree. The big voice explained to the tiny little acorn, Love it. The tiny acorn grew. Oh, wait, did I skip a page? I think I skipped a page. Yes. But the pine cone will forever be known as the tree that will never be. Then the tiny little acorn realized that she could be alone and not have to feel lonely. The tiny little acorn was not sad anymore. She grew deep roots and became a seedling. The sun and the rain came and the tiny acorn grew and grew. She became a mighty oak tree. Then she heard a sad little voice sobbing in the forest and she leaned down and encouraged another tiny acorn. Now she proudly stands in the forest known as the tree that was destined to be. Yes. <laughs> ah, that's me. I really want to read that's this. That's me last. now. The Absolutely. That was destined that's, to be. Absolutely. Ah. And that's what I want to read. I want to read that last part, which is actually my hope and prayer for everyone that reads please it. Do, do. And that is you are destined for greatness. There's no mistake. You're here for a purpose and a plan. Receive the rain and the sunshine, knowing that it takes both to become whom you are destined to be. Amen. I'm grateful now for some of those experiences that I wish I had never had to go through until I understood better. Because now I can relate to so many things. I can also be encouraged about so many things because I don't know about you, but I can think about some stuff that I didn't think I was going to be able to make it through. Oh, and yeah, now, definitely. Now it's very <laughs> you know, and so that means that I gained from it. I grew from it. I got stronger from it. And it didn't kill me. Right. You know, so I'm grateful. I'm grateful to uh, have been the my the tiniest little acorn, and now to be standing as among the mighty uh, oak trees and encouraging and nurturing new oak trees to grow. Yeah, I love this one. Like I said, it just it reminds me that whatever season you're in, sometimes it takes. It's a process. Okay, we're we're talking about trees today. Okay. And a tree 
does not just shoot up and become a mighty oak tree overnight. This is no. why I wanted this book, you know? <laughs> it does not happen overnight. It starts as a seed and all that time in the dark alone and wondering what you're gonna become. And then you sprout. And then even after exactly. you sprout, and even after the, uh, the, the, the trunk starts forming, like you don't become this mighty thing until after you've gone through this long process. Right. It starts so small. It starts, you know, microscopic. And so often we see this uh, as a part of the process, but this actually means that the process was interrupted and it will never happen. Right. This means that it will never happen. The most that th the most that this can aspire to be is this. Right. That's the most that it can aspire to be. But this this little seed can actually become hundreds of years old and hundreds of feet high and hundreds of feet deep. It can become shelter. It can become covering. Yes. It can become nutrition. Yeah. Absolutely. It can become so many things. Warmth, fire, all of it, you know. Just yeah. from this. And I mean, that saying, don't despise humble beginnings. What about that? You know what I mean? If exactly. we just think about that, think about the seed that we can begin in. And yes, this is beautiful, but it's not useful. Mm -hmm. Right. It's beautiful, but it's not useful. This tiny little acorn is going to become something so useful that it's it's just it's part of the process part of the isolation that it had to go through part of the cracking because here that's the other thing this seed cannot germinate and take root until it's cracked open yeah that part <laughs> that part right, right there that part. Not until <laughs> it's cracked open, open. right open. who's going to raise their hand for that i need somebody to crack me open right open. exactly I'm needing a crack in here. No. <laughs> Nobody wishes for that. Nobody <laughs> wishes for that. But without the pressure of that, without the isolation of the darkness, that's the consecration period. All of us have been through a consecration period. If you're in the process of becoming who you're going to become, there's a season where suddenly people are disappearing from your life. Yep. All of a sudden, yeah. people... You're like, what happened? What what happened? They're not supposed to be there right now. Mm -mm. I know. I've been going through that too. I've been going. I, I mean, we go through that in seasons it's of our cycles. life. Absolutely. It's cycles. Yeah, it cycles. It does repeat every so often. But I, I am happen to be going through that right now. <laughs> so I get that totally. Yeah. Um, Vivian says, talk about shaken and stirred. And uh, Stephanie says, growth is a process. Absolutely. It is. You know, I learned something cool last summer, and for somebody who loves trees, this is brand new news to me. Um, did you do you know that my mom taught it to me of all people? Um, <laughs> but do you know that pine cones, when they're wet, they like close up completely, and then they can dry out again. And when they dry out again, they unblossom. No, I didn't know that. Right. Okay. I looked at my mom like she had about seven heads and I'm like, you are nuts. I've never heard of this. I know all kinds of stuff about trees and plants and this is my world. you know. <laughs> and so I, I didn't believe her. And this is coming from my mom, anti-technology mom. And I'm like, for her to say this, this, you know, there was in the back of my head, it must be true because like, she don't, I don't know. It's like, it's not like she's going to make it up, you know, <laughs> but I Googled, it. I Googled it and it was like, lo and behold, it's the truth. Still yet, I didn't believe until I saw it from my own eyes. So I went out to the back and I picked a bunch of pine cones up and I got one of uh, Nate's five gallon empty paint buckets, filled it up with water, popped them all in there. I kid you not, like two, three hours later, they were they were closed so tight, you could not stick a needle in between any of the things. And that thing, that pine cone that you said is not really useful, this thing, is like a death weapon. Sharp. Oh my God. So my mom took it and actually dragged it across my husband's arm, not like in a malicious way, but just like, look, this thing's sharp. 
she cut him open. He started having like a, a reaction. It was like a paper cut kind of thing. Oh my goodness. I was like, boy, we should, you know, in case the world comes to an end or we've got anybody, <laughs> we need to have these barrels of pine cones ready. So then I dumped them all out. You know, this was in the summer. It was in June when she came. So we did that. I was like, okay, they close up, but I really don't believe you. They're going to blossom back out again. Like it's, it's on the ground. It's not even attached to anything. How can it move? Is it still alive? Like all these things going in my mind, but I did, I sat them out. It took about half the day, three quarters of the day in the sun. It took a lot longer for them to open up than it did to close up. But look, they literally, just like it was. Wow. That would have been so cool to have one of those, um, have that, the, the recording where yeah. you could speed up and see how long, you know, speed it up and make it do that. Record, that yeah, recorded in the time-lapse. So, yeah, so in the time-lapse. Exactly. Sure that, uh, that my tablet would have lasted all of that. All those hours <laughs> for that. Hours, right? But yeah, I, I thought that was really cool and really interesting. So if anybody's looking for any quick you know, last minute weapons for any reason. Pine cones and water will do it for you. <laughs> That's crazy. So, oh, hey, Yvette. Yvette's in the house. It's good to see you. Hope you're doing well. Hope the uh, hope your leg's doing all right. Um, all right. So I, before, well, before we go, I, I do want to pull a tree card. For a lot of you guys that follow, you know, I like to do the cards. I do have a brand new deck of cards that I've been saving, especially for this episode with Lisa. First time. It's, I've never picked a card out of it yet, but it's a tree deck. Um, but before we go there, did you know there was such a thing as a tree zodiac? No, you meant not until you mentioned it earlier. <laughs> yeah. So it's uh, it's mostly in the Irish Celtic line of things. And I, you know, I had done an episode last month on what kind of tree are you? Because I was curious. I'm like, well, what, you know, I, I just was purely curious in myself. Like I'm a Virgo, I'm this, I wonder if there's a tree assigned to me, mm -hmm. you know? And apparently that's a thing. So I looked it up. And so there is the Celtic tree Zodiac that goes according to your birthday. I'd love to read you what tree you are. I was surprised with mine, but it totally hit on point. And I, I love it. I read some other people's trees to them as well. Wakina was on and her daughter, they were, they were in the feed and they said both of their trees like hit right on the head. And I will have to tell you the tree that you are is my favorite tree out there, which is funny. <laughs> you are, your birthday is January 12th, right? Yes. 12th, yeah. All right. Let me pull this up. You are birch, you're a birch tree. That's like my favorite tree out there. I, there aren't any birch trees anywhere around here in North Carolina that I've seen, but there are a plenty up in Michigan where I'm from. And I just think they're so beautiful, the white and black contrast, and they look so beautiful in a green background and in the dead of winter. It's just, uh, and the way the bark flakes off and it smells good when it burns. I'm just a big birch person. So oh, I, I, was, I was shocked. I was like, oh. How fitting, she's my favorite tree. So it says, the birch tree, you're known as the achiever, also very fitting. And that is from December 24th to January 20th. It says, birch signs are often highly driven and motivate others. You are always reaching for more, seeking better horizons and obtaining higher aspirations. If that's not a Lisa tree, I don't know what is. <laughs> <laughs> it says birch signs, just like the tree, are tolerant, tough, and resilient. You are cool-headed and are natural-born rulers, often taking command when a situation calls for leadership. You are a natural leader and do best taking the lead. When in touch with your softer side, you also bring beauty in otherwise barren spaces. Amen. You brighten up a room with your guile and charming crowds with your quick wit. Your sign is compatible with the vine and willow signs. Guess what my sign is? What is? The vine. The vine? <laughs> How cool. Let me read the vine. And if anybody that is in the comments, if you want to know what your tree is, these are like four, four or five sentences each. Just put your birthday in there and I'll read it to you. You got to do Brian's. I'll do Brian's. Yeah. And uh, actually, Wakina, Wakina and I were both vines as well. And uh, her daughter was like 
Oh, what was she? She was like, uh, she was pretty cutthroat. The Inquisitor, I think she was. <laughs> I was like, that sounds like 13-year-old Kayla just fine, doesn't it? Love it. <laughs> All right. So the vines, and this actually, this zodiac starts on my birthday. My birthday is September 2nd. So this is from September 2nd to September 29th. And my mom's birthday is the 29th. So we start and end this. Um, it says vine signs are born with the uh, autumn equinox, which makes your personality unpredictable. You can be full of contradictions and are often indecisive. This sounds bad, but this next part is all me. This is due to your ability to see both sides of the story and empathize with each side equally. It's hard for you to pick sides because you can see the good points on each end. There are, however, areas in your life that you are quite sure about. These include... <laughs> This says this. I'm not making it up. This includes the finer things of life, like food, wine, music, and art. <laughs> Your charm and elegance. Did, did I cut out? Did you hear me? I hear you. I got oh, okay. you. I'm sorry. It says your charm and elegance lead you to find yourself in public places where others can admire your style and poise. Vine signs pair well with the willow and hazel. But I like that, that very specific line of you appreciate things like food, wine, music, and art. That's like my life. The you best know? things. <laughs> Those are the best things. Right? <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Stephanie, let's go through just a couple of these here. Where'd you go? Stephanie, you're March 31st. We'll do Brian's, too. March 31st is... Oh, your yours cuts out halfway through the month. Okay, so you, <laughs> this kind of fits you too, uh, um, Yvette. So that is you are the outer tree, and you are known as the trailblazer. Um, outer signs are natural-born pathfinders. You're a mover, a shaker, and will blaze trails with your fiery passion, which will cause you to gain loyal followers. Outer signs are charming gregarious and mingle easily with a broad mix of personalities. In other words, you get along with everybody and everybody loves to hang around with you. This might be because adders are easily confident and have strong self-faith. This self-assurance is infectious and other people recognize this quality instantly. Adder signs are very focused and dislike wasting time. They're motivated mm. by action and results. And you pair well with Hawthorne, Oak, and even Birch signs. So you and Lisa got some compatibility in there. <laughs> All right. I like it. If you guys want to uh, look this up yourselves, too, and, like, read them all, you can look up onetreeplanted.org. And I will pop it in the comments there. Brian's yeah. When's Brian's birthday? Uh, Thanksgiving, 1125. Thanksgiving this year. 25. <clears throat> Let's see what Papa B's at. I think he might be the same as Nate, actually. Oh, nope. He's one day off. So Brian starts the beginning of his zodiac. He is the elder tree, which is known as the seeker. And that's from November 25th to December 23rd. It says elder types tend to be freedom loving and sometimes appear to be a bit wild compared to the other Celtic tree astrology signs. <laughs> in younger years, you may have lived life in the fast lane as a thrill seeker. You are often misjudged as an outsider as you have a tendency to be withdrawn despite your extroverted nature. You tend to be very considerate of others and genuinely strive to be helpful. These acts of assistance are sometimes thwarted by your brutal honesty. <laughs> I think that's true for Brian. <laughs> yep. I was about to say it's pretty spot on. It's that's pretty funny. spot on. And it says the elder signs fit well with the adder and Holly. And that's so, Yvette, You've got co compatibility with both Brian and Lisa on this one. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of that is is Brian for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. I definitely think that's Brian. I hear it in him. Especially that, that brutal so honesty part, you know? <laughs> and that, yeah. I think that living life in the fast lane happened back in the day too. <laughs> 
Absolutely. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. Yeah. So we did a few of those there. And if you guys, if you, if you want me to send you yours, just let me know. I'm happy to message it to you. Otherwise I'll pop the link where you guys can look this up yourself. And, um, I would like to pull one card for everybody before we begin wrapping some things up here out of the new deck. I oh, haven't done this yet. I'm very excited. I love it. Now, I did pre-shuffle these, but I'm going to shuffle them again. I just, because they were new, you know, they're always organized by like color and in category, but they are not now. There. They are mixed. So I am going to mix them up. And this is going to be a tree message for all of us, everybody watching. And then we will uh, we'll do some final words and wrap it up. And I love it. Guys enjoy the rest of your Monday. Magic Monday. Magic Monday. It's like an oldie song. Monday, <laughs> Monday. That's right. <laughs> all right. This is for everybody watching. And thank you guys so much, everybody, for tuning in and having some fun. Some fun and love and growth. All right. The trees are all about life and nourishing and strength and spirit. So let's see. Let's see which, which card is going to talk to us today. This one's just got its hand raised. I'm going to go with that one. <laughs> He's just like all loud and proud with his big old top orange leaves fully out. And I said, nope, that's the one. That's going to be the one. All right. What do we get here? Oh, wow. What a perfect symbol in there. Got the white mulberry. I love this. It's balance, y'all. Yin and yang. What an it's awesome balance. symbol to have in there. You know, two uh, is my favorite number in the whole wide world. It always two. has been since I was a kid. And twos represent duality. And <clears throat> black and white, hot and cold, life and Which death. Also, and that's actually, uh, it, it makes sense according to your arbor sign. Yeah, right? Is, yeah, that, that totally makes sense. And it's balance. It's balance. I love it. So let's see what the white mulberry says here. This is for all of us. The white mulberry. Are these not in alphabetical order? Of course, they're not going to be. <laughs> Should have looked into this first. Wait, what color is this card? All right, we got to go to the green section. They're in alphabetical order according to the section that they're in. Okay, so it says this leaf, this is a leaf card, which means wisdom. So this overall card has a air of wisdom to it. And it says, it means the white mulberry specifically means harmony. Um, it says, so the white mulberry speaks, says, I will send you spiritual and emotional nourishment. This mm. will guide you into creating a stronger and more harmonious connection with others and enrich your understanding of their motive as well as your own. Harmonious connections with other spiritual and emotional nourishment. Mm, I love that. It says some Chinese traditions believe that the mulberry is the world tree or the tree of renewal. This unites the dead who dwell in the nine sources, if you follow that line, um, with the nine heavens. The tree therefore represents the Tao or the fundamental nature of the universe. A sacred grove of mulberry trees was always planted outside China's ancient royal capital cities. The white mulberry is used extensively in traditional Chinese medicine to cleanse the liver, to send qi or energy, flowing smoothly through meridians. Native to Western Asia, fast-growing, short-lived. Hmm. I like that, though. So spiritual and emotional nourishment is what this tree brings to us. Also, the guide to creating a stronger and more harmonious connection with others. So unity, harmony and unity, spiritual and emotional nourishment, and also the understanding of your motives and others will help enrich your understanding of others, which I think comes and binds in with unity. It's not just being in a place with other people, but that you are connecting and understanding and bonding with other people in your own mm -hmm. beliefs and in theirs, you know? So this is a really cool tree. 
this is a cool card. So balance and harmony. I love that. Embrace your white mulberries, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> so what do, what do trees, before we wrap it up here, just personally to you, what do trees mean to you? Like in Lisa's world, what, what, is, what do trees make you feel? What do they mean for you? So they mean growth, development, and possibilities. I love the possibility. They also mean um, don't ever underestimate. Their uh, plants and trees both are some of my favorite things to research. And one of the plants that I did uh, a sermon on many years ago was the agave tequiliarama. Gotta love agave that agave tequiliarama. <laughs> that particular plant is a succulent and it's a shrub. It's a mm -hmm. shrub. And so for much of its life, that's as big as it's going to get. Mm -hmm. But somewhere between 50 and 100 years, it can have a growth spurt. And the one that I researched had actually grown 80 feet overnight. What? What? Overnight? 80 feet overnight. It broke through the ceiling. It was in a, they had moved it over time. It was potted. I mean, no, it was not potted. It was potted and then it was planted. And they had it inside of a greenhouse. So the ground is still on the ground, but they had a greenhouse around it. And when the um, the horticulturist came out to tend to the plants in there, there was a hole in the ceiling where one of the shoots had shot up and broken through in overnight. Now, what that meant That's to me, crazy. absolutely, I didn't understand it. But what that meant well, one of the things that is a misnomer with the with the agave tequiliarama was that it wasn't growing. Because when you're looking at it, this is as big as it gets. It doesn't grow. That is misleading. The agave tequiliarama is actually growing down. The roots were an equidistant. They were 80 feet deep. Because wow. they were bringing water up to the surface, and along the way, all the we all the roots were going down into this into the earth. But th what they were doing was bringing up water to plants that didn't have deep roots. Mm. So that water wasn't even only for itself. Mm. That water was for the connecting plants in that little greenhouse. They were feasting off of it. They were connecting to it underground. Mm -hmm. And then it was shooting up to gain its height. So often we misinterpret the, the value and the benefit of someone or something because of what we see. Mm -hmm. That's all that you see. Absolutely. But the truth of the matter is you don't know what's going on underneath. You don't know what the purpose is. You don't know what the- or how deep it goes, right? That part, that just blew my mind that it's it grows as deep as it is. And the fact that, that much overnight, like- Overnight. What? Overnight. Well, you know, like- You don't get up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom and see this happening, like Jack and the Beanstack, <laughs> you know? You can't shoot up 80 feet overnight and like, it can't just happen in one second. It's not like it- <laughs> You know, it had to be Think like, about the bamboo that. tree. The bamboo is renewing and rejuvenating and also takes five years before you see any growth at all. Yep. You don't see anything happening on the surface, but you still have to tend to it. You still have to water it. You still, I mean, how many of us have the diligence to be mindful to tend something that is not showing any signs of growth and advancement? Right. Right. Absolutely. No signs. Mm -hmm. You've got to really be diligent. Yeah. Yeah. And that faith too. Got to have that faith also. That mm -hmm. mother seed faith. That seed-like faith just in general. Getting back to that seed. That mm -hmm. seed God has been trying to teach us about this forever. The faith of a mustard seed because that's how strong it is. That mustard seed faith. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that mustard seed <laughs> is 
that mustard seed can sit on the top of this acorn head. That's how small it is. But yeah. a mustard tree is a big, glorious. glorious thing. Yes. And it's strong and it's sturdy. It's resilient. It's fragrant. It is so many things. But if we were to judge it from its beginning, we will overlook it. We would overlook its power, its strength. We would easily sweep it under the rug, literally. Right. We can't misjudge. I think that's a big thing that's always popping in our world these days. And we need to we need to stick with our discernment and 86 the judging. X that out. Absolutely. And yeah, the judge in the book by its cover. That that's see that's why you need to do a second book. A second book up with the with the whole with the through the roof and down below. I'm like, that blew me. Absolutely. Uh, well, listen, I know we're getting close and I'm sure you probably got stuff coming right up because you're always go, go, going. Um, Lisa, can well, tell everybody how they can get in touch with you. I have your calendar link and everything here, but also let everybody know what kind of things they can get in touch with you for. Absolutely. So obviously, if you have a story to tell that you're ready to tell the world, reach out to me. My calendar link is on the screen. Let's schedule some time. Just see if I'm a good fit for you. If you're looking to build, grow, and develop a business around your book, maybe you've already published it yourself or published it with someone else, and you're not understanding how I help my authors to actually leverage an entire business around what it is that they've written, schedule a session. Let's talk about that. Let's explore what can be done with your story. I also work with people in developing their business to the next level. So now you've already created your book. You've already figured out how to make a business out of it. And now you're trying to take it to your first five figures. If you're ready to get to your first four figure month, your first uh, five figure year, then it's time to reach out so that we can get you there. Your first six figure year. If you're ready for that, then let's have a conversation. I am lisasantiago.com slash calendar. And if you just like to hang out around some other powerful, amazing, supportive, encouraging women, then join us on Friday at 7 p.m. for Women Empowerment Networks. Women Empowerment Networks is the first Friday of every month. We get together. We celebrate one another's accomplishments for the month. We lift each other up. We play games. Last month, we played song associations, which was awesome. Uh, and we do lots of things after we learn about one another's businesses and make some connections. But it really is networking like you've never experienced before. So join us. Just go to bit.ly slash win, W-E-N, 2521, and we'll get you that invitation. I love it. I love it. And I thank you so much for being here. Do you have any final words besides how we can get a hold of you? Any final message to leave? Absolutely. Absolutely. You're destined for greatness. And the moment that you finally allow yourself to believe that, then you can begin to walk in it. Permission to be amazing has already been granted. And I look forward to seeing you in all your greatness. And um, I like also will encourage you guys. I have most of these books available, but you will see. I am a huge fan of Miss Lisa Santiago. I've got all the books, um, except for the one, Discovering Your Why. My mom has that in Detroit, Michigan at the moment. But we've got Raised by Chickens. We've got Permission to Be Amazing Granted. The Coach is Good. The Tiniest Little Acorn. Right. Absolutely. And um, you do a great job. This is part of your coaching with the manifestation yes. planners. I've got. Absolutely. But yes, Lisa, can you help you uh, make sense of the scrambled eggs that is your brain when you're trying to make a dream come to fruition? Say, I got all these ideas. Like, I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do that. She got a great process to kind of help you hone in and narrow it down and get get yourself actually following a plan and moving to your dream. So absolutely yeah, book, a, book a meeting with her. She's a wonderful, amazing person to talk with. And uh, she's been a great friend, amazing coach. And I thank you so much for helping me with my book, this amazing project. It was so crazy too, because uh, it happened. It dropped right when, right when COVID started. <laughs> 
so we got to do the whole coronavirus jam with this book. Now I think we all kind of figured out we can make book publishing. We can we can we can rock this through pandemic, right? We can do this kind of thing. <laughs> we can do all things. All things. And uh, got to say thank you so much for everybody that's popped in today. We really appreciate you joining in, for listening, for your feedback. I love when you guys engage more than anything because I come here for you. I come here for you, and I always tell you it's always for me too. I always feel so full and and so full of joy and life and healed and happy. Sometimes I come to you guys with tears. Sometimes I'm giggles, and sometimes it's a lesson, you know. Today yeah. is a reminder that you guys are strong. And you know, if you want to be that mighty oak tree, you start as a seed. There's a process. There's a process of growth, you know? And know that there is a blessing in every lesson always. If uh, anybody watching is interested in being part of Lessons and Legacies, I would love to have you as a guest on my show. Um, you can either email me at lessonsandlegacies.com or no, I'm sorry. You can email me at lessonsandlegacies at gmail.com or feel free to like private message me, either Melissa Price or Lessons and Legacies on Facebook. Would love to hear from you. I will drop my calendar link in the comments below so you can just click and go, schedule yourself a, a, a slot and we'd love to connect. And uh, always, if you're interested in getting your own copy of the book, please visit lessonsandlegacies.company.site. I will pop that in there as well. Um, and we appreciate you guys as always. Remember, there's a blessing in every lesson. Your story matters. And uh, we will see you guys at Wednesday, on Wednesday at 10 a.m. for part two of our provision series with myself and Gideon Desmond all the way from Nigeria. And uh, then wrap it up on Friday. So. You guys be blessed. Have a great rest of your Monday and a wonderful Tuesday. See you Wednesday. Awesome. Bye.